Well, how many are amazed at what hasn't hit in Kerrville, Texas? Amen. And you know, I'm and I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, I have a I have a brother in Houston that, as of about 9:30 this morning, he waded across his driveway as the water began to come into his front door to his neighbor's house is up on a little higher mound and uh, and as of about 9:30 this morning he had he had water that was beginning to come into his house well um, what I've been praying what we prayed this morning in in our in our prayer circle back here what 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 we've prayed and stood for is that that whole system is breaking up. It's, it's breaking up. It's, it's releasing. Amen? With no destruction. Um, we declare no destruction. And you say, well, you know, there's been destruction. It doesn't, it, see, you, you can't be moved by what you see that has happened. You continue to believe the Word of God. You continue to act on the Word of God no matter what. Listen to me. The Word of God is one thing, it's a lot of things, but it is one thing, and it's this. There are no conditions tied to the Word of God, nor to results manifesting from the Word of God. There's no conditions tied to it. So when I'm speaking the Word, and I see all kinds of circumstances and conditions that tell me different than the Word, that's when I have to not only speak the Word, but I have to act on the Word. And that's what we're talking about today. We're ending our Summer Faith Series today with part two of Faith in Action. Faith in Action. Faith in Action, but also having faith in action. Being active. Faith has movement. Faith doesn't just talk. There has to be movement involved in our faith. Um... In uh, 19, back when was it, 86 or 87, that hurricane was coming to the Texas coast, you remember? What was it? Something, 86, 87. We lived in in McAllen, Texas. And uh, that that was kind of a different time with technology and all all the things that go on. But um, the, the... the weather service came, and, and so they, they put out this, this bulletin and everything that had to do with everybody evacuating the valley, boarding up every house, every business in the valley, you know, doing, doing all that needed to be done, I mean, because of what, what they said was coming. And they said a Category 5 hurricane was going to hit the Texas coast. Now, if you've been watching any of the stuff that's happened in the last couple of days, um, the last Category 4 hurricane that hit the Texas coast was 1961. It hit the Texas coast. Not, 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 just, not just the Gulf of Mexico. There's been, Katrina was Category 4, but that was Louisiana. The Texas coast. There's not been a Category 4 hit the Texas coast since 1961. But they declared that it would be Category 5 when it hit the coast in 1986 or 7. <clears throat> and uh, at that time, I had been born again somewhere about 10 or 11 or 12 years, somewhere, whatever year it was that that was happening. And uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I got the report, it was uh, several days before it was going to hit, and uh, as I was praying, the Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, I want you to declare over this thing, and I want you to go to your pastor and tell him, you know, what, I mean, in so many words, in so many ways, this is the way it came to me, and I went to him. He said, I want you to speak that during one of our services. It was a service the, day, the night before it was going to hit the coast. And, uh, and, and I, you know, something changed in my life about the authority that one person possesses when God said. Not the authority that one person possesses trying to work something up. But when God says something, that's what happens. And so, I prayed that night in that service that that storm would turn 
and that it would cease from destruction and that and and that things would you know it would stop I, I remember the exact words and everything that I said and we, in that service that night we prayed that well the next day well no the day before everybody was boarding up houses and you know everything everything was boarded up every business in McAllen which was an hour and 15 minutes away from the coast um, every business was boarded up Everything that I know of in McAllen, Texas, at the time, a town of probably, in, the, in those days, it was probably 60,000, 70,000 people. Every house that I know of in town was boarded up, except mine. Because God said. And they said, listen, it's going to hit the coast with 150 to 65 165 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 200,000, 200,000, 200 miles an hour, some fast wind. Um, uh, and, and by the time it got to McAllen, winds were going to still be 115 to 120 miles an, an hour. And, uh, but God said to me, you know, God said, I mean, I knew what God told me and I knew what I prayed was the way it was. So then, faith, when it's faith, and it's God said, and you're doing what God said, then faith has action. So, I couldn't board up my house because God said. People, I mean, people, person, law enforcement, everybody stopped by my house. Why is your house not boarded up? We'll give you the wood. I don't want the wood. It's not going to hit. And you know, in those days, I was a little gruff and little in your face and those kind of things i've learned to temper it down just a little bit and understand people and you know all that kind of thing you know one of the things that i've learned and understood i'll get back to my story this is another piece it's another bunny trail um but what i've noticed is there are a lot of people there are a lot of people that aren't ready for my faith There are a lot of people in life that aren't ready for your testimony and your life of faith. They're not ready for it. People have to be ready, and God will show you when people are ready. Um, I've got a family member that's struggling with some stuff right now with this weather deal, and uh, there's certain things I can't say to him. I can pray for him. I can speak for him. But I can't say things directly to him because he's not ready for it. My prayers are for him. He's on my, he's on my top ten list of believing God for things to change in his life. So I pray for him all the time. I declare the word and the word is working. But there's times when those people aren't necessarily ready for what you're going to give them. Because they don't want to hear things about God. Why? Because of bad experiences. A lot of people like that. Well, in those days, in the valley, you know, I didn't think about people like that. I just gave it to them, you know, everything I had and delivered it on a platter and in their face, you know. But, but I knew what God said. And the storm hit and the news media was struggling to find a dilapidated roof on a house that was already falling in, you know, to show what had happened because nothing happened in the valley. It ended up hitting the coastline at a category two, I think, a one or a two, and the highest winds coming into Corpus Christi and, and the Rio Grande Valley, the highest winds were like 100 miles an hour, the highest winds. And so when they came, when they got to us, they were in the 50 mile an hour range and, and whatever. And so, so it, it wasn't, and I didn't have a really bad attitude. I didn't go tell people I told you so. You know, I mean, that would be really stupid. Nothing will work in your life when you do things like that. But, but I just knew, and, and I have, today I have the testimony because I, I, I put action to what God told me. Now, did that slow down because of my faith? You know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. I know it did. It did. And what we have to have is the confidence to use our faith. Now listen, it's not trying to work something up so it appears we have faith. 
That's why we have to be able to hear from God in anything we do, at any time, in any situation. You understand? We have what we've been speaking over Kerrville, Texas. I mean, there were several reports of things that would hit here and they haven't hit here. And we've been praying over the other place, but we live here. We have greater authority right here than we have in any other place, but we have authority everywhere. And do not limit God by thinking, well, you know, those people need to pray. No, 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 we'll pray, and we're praying. I promise you, things didn't happen in Corpus Christi like they thought it was going to happen. They didn't. I mean, it's not, I'm, I'm telling you, there's been a lot of water, been a lot of wind, a lot of stuff that, that's gone on, but it didn't happen like they thought it was going to happen. Why? Because we pray. We should get results every time we pray. But especially where we live, and especially in our own home, and especially in our own house. Can you say amen? Faith works. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? It's vital that we understand these things and the principles involved in this so that we live our lives like that. Not in pride. Not in some attitude, not like we have something that someone else doesn't, but when I say that there are people that they, they, they're not ready for my relationship and, and the relationship that I have with God, I mean, that would go with any other type of relationship anywhere else also. See, you see, we're not called to shove things down people's throats. One of the things that God wants you to be is a person that is willing to be patient and believe God for the lives of people that you're around. I, I, I've always had a top ten list. Always. I have ten people, at least, that I'm, that, that some of them might be here, some of them might be somewhere else, some of them in another country, some of them wherever, but I've got, always had a top ten list of people that I'm believing God for. And, and the more I've walked with God, the more I've realized just be calm and be consistent every single day with speaking and declaring the word even when it doesn't seem like it's working. How many people have ever played golf? Okay. How, how many ever thought about playing golf? Okay, there's a few, few, few more, a few more. Uh, how, many, yeah, how many ever played miniature golf? Okay, oh, now we got everybody, okay. <clears throat> so I grew up in it, and to, to be a golfer, you've got to practice all the time to be good. So in the last, I don't know, 20 or so years, kind of dwindled because I didn't have time to practice, and I really didn't have four hours to go spend on a golf course playing golf, you know, when I got so many other things to do. So it kind of just dwindled. But uh, here a couple of years ago, the Lord just spoke to me real clearly and confirmed it in my wife. You need to just practice. So when you do play golf, you, 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 you'll be decent. And, and, and so, so I started practicing, you know, when I have time a couple of days a week and for an hour, hour and a half, I'll go out and just hit some balls and practice or whatever. It's a good time to get my mind clear. So I started doing that. But, man, when I'd go practice, it seemed like I was hitting it horrible. What am I even out here practicing for because of the way I'm hitting, you know? But I just did it anyway. Even when it didn't seem like it was working, I did. And so every round of golf in, in the last year that I've played, I've played really good, and it's because I'm practicing even though it doesn't appear like the practice is, it practice is doing a lot because it's developing something. See, when you practice the Word... When you be, become a doer of the word and you're faithful to that and you're faithful to pray and declare things that God is telling you to declare over people's lives, it changes things even if it appears like it's not working. So many people quit because they, they get moved by what they see instead of what they know. Amen? Say this. Faith, faith. in me faith. is moving. See, faith has action. There's movement in your faith or it's not faith. And if it's not faith, then it just needs to keep being developed. Amen? It just needs to keep being developed. So you need to keep practicing. You need to keep hitting those balls and putting. And you need to keep doing things that make what you're going to do when the, the heat is on. It's going to make you better even if you think you're not because you're practicing. See, if you only speak the word and pray for people and be a doer of the word and declare how great God is, you only do it when you feel good. 
then what's going to happen when you're not feeling good and the Word doesn't work? Why? Because we didn't practice. We didn't stay with it. God just wants us to stay with it. Can you say amen? Faith has action. We shared a little bit along this line on Wednesday night. I'm going to read a couple of the stories that I read on Wednesday, but I want to, I want to just drive my point home this morning with um, a couple things regarding what real believing is. In Mark chapter 9 and verse... um, Actually, I'm just going to read from verse 14 in Mark chapter 9 and just read all the way to verse 23. Let's just read from there. Mark 9 and 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him, and he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who, was a mute, who, who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes of the teeth, becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they they should cast it out, and they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. Everybody say faithless generation. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So as this guy's foaming at the mouth and wallowing around on the ground, Jesus you know, stirs up a conversation with the father. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood, and often he's thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can believe... All things are possible to him that believe. Notice, okay, here's Jesus. Here's this kid. He's jumping around, walling around, foam coming out of his mouth. And Jesus, and here's the father, and the father's just, he's he's distraught. And Jesus is calm, cool, and collected, and he stirs up this conversation with the father. Now, you would think Jesus would look at the guy and the, the boy and cast the devil out of him. But he didn't. Because it wasn't just about the miracles that Jesus did. He was making sure that people would believe. So Jesus makes this comment. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. What did the father think right then? His response says that what he thought was, oh my God, my son's going to be this way forever because I don't have any faith. But I'm crying out for compassion, and the Father says this. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Man, I tell you what, that's a good statement. That's a good, that's a Father saying, okay, I'm I'm not really sure what you're talking about here. I I don't really believe this is going to change because I've been seeing this forever, but I believe you can do it, but I don't know about me believing that I can do it, but I really believe you can. And Jesus is saying, But what really matters is, I'm going to leave here in a little while, and what needs to happen is, you need to be able to believe. Now watch this. Remember this statement. You can believe and not get results. Okay, James 2. James 2. You can believe and not get results. James 2 and verse 14. Several questions that are asked right here. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, or that word works is actions? Can faith save him? That's a question. If a brother or sister is naked, destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things that are needed for the body, what does it profit? Another question. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works or actions, no movement, it's dead. Now notice, 
It didn't say that it didn't say that faith had ceased to exist. It says that there's faith, but it's dead faith. It's faith. Faith is. Faith is always. I saw a bumper sticker one time. It said, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Eh, not wrong bumper sticker. God said it. That settles it. Faith is. It doesn't matter whether you and I believe it or not. Faith is. Faith is. But it's, it's not faith that has ceased to exist if you see it not working. Faith is still there, but if there's no action, you see, if there's no action, there's no result. If there's no action, there's no result. If you hear something from God, like I heard about that hurricane, and you, you, know, you can think what you want to about the hurricane situation. I'm just using that as an example based on what we see out here and what's in the Gulf. I don't have all the answers for what's in the Gulf. Man, I've heard of a number of different stories of things that have happened. I don't have all the answers for that, but God does, and He's the God with all the answers, and all I'm listening for is what He's saying to me. See, I, I, I can't speak for you in what you're hearing from God. You've got to learn to hear from God. I can do everything to help you learn how to hear and to know there's all kinds of voices, but you can learn how to hear and know what God says. And when God says it, what are you going to do with it? Because it's like stepping just like this. God wants you and I to believe that faith is alive and that it doesn't have to be dead in our life. The works, the actions, the support, the movement that is in our life is what it takes to get the results. But you can believe because look at what he says right here. He said, <clears throat> you believe there is one God you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. But do you, do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So to believe and not get results based on what you're acting out and putting your feet forward and, and moving forward in is demon faith. You believe God is real, well, you did good, but so did, the, so did the demons. Demons have faith that God is. We can believe that God is. We can believe that greater is He that is in us than he that's in the world. And then five minutes later, oh my God, what am I going to do? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I feel like I'm dying. By his stripes, I'm healed. First thing we do, we get someone else's opinion about what we're supposed to do instead of going to God. See, there's no action that's moving towards that. The demons do that. That's devil faith. I'm not living my life like the devil, like demons. I'm living my life Faith in God, this faith that He has given to each and every one of us, and I'm going to develop that faith, and I'm going to allow that development to produce the fruit that it was created to produce. There's God faith that's alive, and it's alive because the works that are following, those works are the result of me doing what I heard from God. Faith that is dead is faith with no works. I mean, it's real simple. You, 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 you can't get saved any more by faith with no works than you can with works and no faith. Because people that have walked up to the front of a church and they made a, they made a confession but they didn't believe in their heart, that won't save them. See, there's no faith in that. That's why through the years, how many times... I can't tell you how many times that I've had people say to me, well, you know, 
why don't you, why don't you like make a bigger push to get people saved? Because most of the time, people aren't ready to get saved. Most of the time. Most of the time, when they're hearing something for the first time, their life isn't in a position and ready to get saved. I don't say every time. I'm just saying most of the time. They're not ready. Oh my gosh, I better do that. I heard somebody say one time, you know, if you have to scare him in, whatever it takes. No, 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 no. No, scare him in? You know what I do? People say, yeah, but what if they die? I pray they don't. When I see somebody, I got a number of people on my top ten list that I'm praying and believing God for, and one of the things is their protection until they make confession. Because I will not force something that will not really produce a real birth. I'm not forcing it. And when they're not ready, I mean, I'm looking out to mostly Christian people here that are developing their faith in the things of God. I'm telling you, there's people you're around all the time, every day, that aren't ready for a mouthful from you about how great God is because most of them, most of the people in America, a good majority of them, have bad experiences with Christian people. I said this the other day. One of the things that's stopping a big majority of people in the world from getting saved is Christians. This next month we're doing a whole series where we're going to talk about a lot of these things. Because my whole focus and mission on planet Earth over the last couple of years has made a real turn towards seeing people one. And I've been working on this within myself before I could ever preach on this. I've been working in myself really defining what it means to live a life in the world and to know what people are dealing with and what people are going through in the world. And so I've been spending a lot of time connecting with worldly people. I didn't say spending all my time with worldly people. I've been spending a lot of time learning to connect with them because the first half of my born-again life I spent out there. The next years of my life I spent in here. And one of the worst things that somebody in here can do is lose touch with how it's going on out there. Jesus came to the earth... For you and I. Right? We didn't go to him. He came to us. When, you see our, when we see ourselves as Jesus as our elder brother and we're following in his footsteps and his example, we're to go to people. Everybody sitting in here today has an anointing on their life to touch other people in the world. Everybody does. And we've got to learn how to do that in a greater way than we ever have before. We have to learn how to do it in a real strategic way to see people want to love God. I'll tell you this, and I really believe this. Every difficult person that I've ever won to the Lord, every difficult person that I ever won to God, and it took a long time, what had to happen first is they had to learn to love me so that there was the possibility of them loving my God. But first they had to have a really, really, really good relationship with somebody that called themselves a Christian. Listen, if people will love me, they'll love my God. Because of the things that they love about me, I got from my God. I'm going to say it again. For people to love your God, they got to love you, so they got to know you, even if it's a two-minute conversation for three and a half years in the drive-thru of a Starbucks. I promise you, you can get to know somebody in two and a half minutes every day for three and a half years. Done it, done it, and done it. 
and I'm still doing it. And I'm doing it now more and mightier than I've ever done it before. You got a pastor with a nation's vision that in the last year or so has exploded on the inside of me for the nations. And everybody in this place, you just, just stay here, stay connected, watch what happens because the nations are opening up to people that know how to connect with the nations. And you just have to connect with right people that know how to connect with the nations and you can connect with the nations. And you know where the nations start? Your next door neighbor. That's where you practice. You practice them loving you. I don't talk about it. I'm not saying that in some weird way, you know, some wrong relationship kind of deal. I'm talking about loving the things of God in you. And then they'll love your God. Amen? With faith, we have to allow what we've heard from God to be so real in us that we act like it's so until it's so. And some of you know that in your head, but I can't tell you how easy it is to get swayed away from that and get busy doing other things and thinking that I don't need to quite do it like I did before. I know, I was caught in it. I got caught in it. A number of years back, I found myself over time letting things kind of go and not being as intense about a certain area or here. And, and it, was, it was very, very subtle. But that happens when you back away from the Word and your routine on a daily basis of things at times when you think, you know, why, why am I even saying this? Why am I going through the motions of this? Because... What it is, is all preparation for things in your future. This is a great story. Look at Luke 5. We read this on Wednesday night. But I want to make this point about faith and action. Luke 5, and let's just start with verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, looking to trip him up and hammer him, who had come out every, from every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Watch this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. Did it say that the, did it say that the presence of the Lord healed everybody? No, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal. Then behold, a man, then behold men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop, they went up on the roof, and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And it says, and when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. What? Sins are forgiven you? What does sins are forgiven you have to do with a guy on a stretcher coming down through the roof trying to get healed? And you notice, you notice, Jesus was in the, in the house. The power of God was present to heal. They couldn't get in. The man was still not healed. They go up on top of the roof. They cut a hole in the top of these people's roof. I mean, I mean just doing that, there's great faith in that. And then they're sliding him through on the stretcher out down to where Jesus was, and notice Jesus' first words to him were, be healed in Jesus' name. No, man, your sins are forgiven you. I mean, what's that about? Your sins are forgiven you. Because even as we read here, and and that's all I'll read right from that story, even as we read that story, he came down, they set him down in front of him, He was still not healed, being close to Jesus. Jesus told him, your sins are forgiven you. Why? Because guilt and shame and unforgiveness and not being able to love yourself and feeling like you're worthless and all these different things 
try to keep a person from acting out on what God said. But when Jesus said, so that's God saying it, when Jesus said, arise, take up your bed and walk, what does it say he did? He leaped. He jumped up. He got up. When he got up, he was made whole. He wasn't made whole just because he believed that Jesus had the ability to do it. And he did. Jesus looks up there and he says, I mean, you know, how many guys does it take to carry a stretcher? Two, three. So there's two or three guys and the guy on the stretcher. He said, he said and he saw their faith. So he saw the faith of the guys, but the guy on the stretcher to allow somebody, to allow two or three or four guys to cut a hole in somebody's roof and lower you through. What, I, mean, I mean, most people think, well, what, what are people going to think? He didn't care. Now listen, he's laying there. He knew Jesus was there. He got in Jesus' presence just because he believed Jesus could heal him because he'd been hearing all the reports. It didn't make him whole. You can believe and not get results if you have no action. That was worth you braving the rain today to show up today. Just to hear me say that. You can believe like this guy did. He believed. Believing and faith got him in the door. Okay? He believed. They got him down, not, not in the door, down the roof. Through the roof, on, before Jesus... But Jesus said, arise, take up your bed and walk. So what if his response would have been, you know what? I can't walk. I never have walked. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm tired. Man, they've lowered me through here. Could I have a glass of water first? He could, have, he could have had all kinds of excuses and said, you know what? I can't do it. You know what? The power of God was present to heal but the healing wouldn't have manifested just because the power of God was there to heal. The power of God was there to heal, and the healing manifested because the man did what Jesus said. Today, today, we have the same Holy Spirit that was in him, and that Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and he speaks to our human spirit to tell us things that Jesus, that the Father wants us to know, because the because this, Jesus only spoke what he heard from the Father. The Holy Spirit only delivers what he hears from the Father. So when Father tells you to do something, it's going to work if you do what he said. If you don't do what he said, just because you believe it could happen, doesn't mean it'll happen. So many people say, well, you know what? I tried that and it just didn't work. No, no, no. God always works. What happened was you believe like the devils did, you know, I'm not trying to overemphasize that, but that's just what it said. So to believe like the devil does that God is real, the devil knows God heals. The devil knows what Jesus accomplished. The devil knows all that, so he believes that. But to believe it and not act on it is to just believe like the devil believes. We were created in the God class. We were created in his image. And he wouldn't have told us we could believe and act if we couldn't. Say this, my faith, my faith is not dead. It's alive. My faith is moving. Why? Because faith moves. Can you say amen? Faith moves. Look at this story and then I'll, I, got, I got one thing I want to say and I'll end with this. Acts chapter 14 and verse 1. Another story, this is, that, that was Jesus, here's the Apostle Paul. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so, and so spoke that a great multitude, both of Jews and Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. I made this comment on Wednesday, and I'll say it again. You've got, you got to watch who you listen to. You can't just listen to anybody. That's why church life is so vital. 
You listen to people and they'll tell you things that will poison your mind and get you to believe things that are not really true. And they're not really for your best interest. See, the enemy will use people's minds and ideas and thinking to lead you astray and cause you to believe something that's really not good. It may appear to be good, but there's, the Bible says there's a way that seems right and appears to be right, but the end is destruction. See, but the Word of God, and that, how does faith come? How does faith come? Everybody tell me, how does faith come? From hearing. Hearing by what? Hearing by the Word. Not just hearing an idea, a thought, some, what someone else thinks or says about a specific thing. Faith comes by hearing the Word. The most important thing you can do in life is to position yourself to hear the Word and put your faith out for it. It's not enough just to get some more information. There's some, stuff that, there's some stuff that's out there, and I'm not trying to be critical in any way, but there's some stuff that is out there that's not leading people to a faith relationship with God that's going to step out when you don't think you can do it. Well, if, if I got enough to do it, and if, I got a, I, if, I, you know, if there's a, enough of a plan, and I know exactly what's going to happen, and I know what's guaranteed in my life, then I'll step out. Come on. It's the way the world does it. That's not faith in God. Faith steps out when God says, and God will be there all along the way. It doesn't mean that you can't have you know, instructions about some of the next steps, but I promise you, God won't give you 45 steps about what it's going to look like 15 years from now. Why would he do that? Why would you need him if he gives it to you all in one lump thing, and then you'll go and just do all you're going to do? We'll just jump down here on the solid rock and, man, trust everything that I see. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, folks. You need to be ready for a lot of messes that need to be cleaned up. You need to be ready for that. Because there's a lot of things out there that appear to be God, but they're not. I don't usually talk like this, but... Ah, whew, sorry. They're just some stuff. And I can't just sit back and act like it's all okay. Because it's not. God is God, and what God says will come to pass. Maybe not today, tomorrow, maybe not five years, ten years, twenty years. It doesn't matter. As long as you have it in here, you've got it no matter what. And it will come to pass because God cannot lie. Amen? And he says, so be aware of what you're listening to. Therefore, they, they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both of the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe and cities of Lyconia and to the surrounding region. They were preaching the gospel there. They were preaching the gospel there. What was being done was they were preaching the gospel. Now, look what happened. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, never had walked, who had uh, never walked. And um, this man heard Paul speaking. He heard Paul speaking because what were they doing in that region? They were preaching the word. So this man had heard Paul speaking. How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing what? The word preached. Right? So this man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing, observing this man that had never walked ever, ever. He had never walked in his life. Paul observed this man, look at this, seeing that he had faith to be healed. Now listen, why, why was the power of God present to heal in the last story we told. Why? Only one reason. Power of God had not been present to heal at any time before Jesus' earthly ministry. They hadn't seen miracles in hundreds of years. There was only one reason why the power of God was present to heal. Only one. 
because of the faith of Jesus. That's it. So then if somebody could say, well, okay, so Jesus is gone, then now what does it take? Glad you asked that. He said with a loud voice, Paul did, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped, and he walked. Paul was there. Paul's faith level was through the roof. Power of God was present. It doesn't say that, but it's the same story because Jesus is our elder brother. He was the Son of Man, the first Son of Man, so that we could do exactly what He did if we would do what the Father said. Right? Right? So if we do what the Father said, the same results that Jesus get are the same results that we get. So Paul's faith level was here. Power of God was present to heal. He saw the man and, and, and he observed that this man had faith to be healed. But he still wasn't healed until. Here comes the word of the Lord. And he, he yelled. Right? He yelled. Really loud. I took my microphone off on purpose. <laughs> he yelled really loud. And what did he say? Stand up straight. And he leaped and walked. Stand up straight. And he leaped and walked. The word of the Lord came out of Paul. He did what Paul said. Now get, get this. So maybe they were there for an hour. I don't know. The Bible didn't tell us. Maybe he was working. The man's feet had never worked. He had never walked from his mother's womb. Maybe he's, he's down on the ground somewhere and he's, and he's holding himself like this and maybe he did something like this but Paul had yelled at him and he said stand up straight okay he said do it then I must be able to do it I can do it there's action there's movement well but Jesus you don't understand I've never walked yeah, but you don't understand you know, this thing or that thing. Yeah, but you don't understand. You know what? He'd have stayed in that same position. 49 people could have come and laid hands. All, the, all of Jesus' disciples could have come and laid hands on him. Nothing would have happened. But when he put action to the what God told him to do, It produced. When you and I put action to what God tells us to do, it produces. I was born at night, but not last night. And it doesn't take rocket science to figure that out. A two-year-old can understand that. You and I have to understand what that looks like on a day-to-day -day basis, and we have to renew our minds to think like that. If we don't renew our minds to think like that, it won't just happen. Things won't just change in our life. And a lot of times what happens when we don't see things happening in the time period that we want because we get discouraged and we back off and we back off from really knowing and hearing the voice of God, then we just go make things happen ourselves. That's human nature. I've done it. I've done it. But it doesn't produce. But when we stay faithful to do it God's way and to hear His voice and to follow through, faith with works produces. Can you say amen? I say it again. Faith with works produces.
Um, this morning, we're going we're gonna to partake of communion this morning. And, um, but this morning, I have just this prophetic word for you today. I believe that a number of the things that I said today to you are prophetic, and you need to know those and understand them and understand what's being said here today because I believe this is a prophetic message for our life and for what God wants to do in and through you. But God wants each and every person here today to live in the fulfillment of what He has had purposed and planned for you since before time. He wants you to fulfill that. He wants you to be effective at what you do. My encouragement to you today is you have to realize that you have to be equipped to fulfill it. It's not just working. It's not just doing things. It's not just, you know, Oh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be faithful to this. Yeah, you gotta be faithful to things. You gotta be faithful to routines to learn how, what faithfulness looks like to a specific thing. But it has to be enveloped in faith in God, and a faith in God that believes that what God says to me. He is able to see it come to pass. And without that, without that, just the works are not enough. Show me your faith that has no works, and I'll show you my works with no faith. There's no difference. You can't have one without the other. And the works are defined as action, actions, or movements. You have to be moving toward God to see results in your own personal life. My prayers for each and every one of you all the time. Becky and I pray and we believe God that you are people of results. You're people of faith that get results. I want to see that for you more than I even want to see it for myself. I want to see you getting results to putting your faith out and believing that God is true to what he said. God is faithful to his word and you have to know that with movement and actions that are moving toward what God told you to do I just believe for God's blessing on this word today and all that we receive in Jesus name